here with the Wrist Check Podcast at Sotheby's for the Lux Edit, where there will be sales for watches, handbags, jewelry, and a bunch of really awesome items. Shout out to the Wrist Check Podcast crew and Sotheby's. I am wearing two watches today. This one is the Rolex Rubier GMT, reference 1675. And it has a matte dial um, with a nipple dial named after the gold indices that you see here. Um, it was my first uh, big watch purchase and I have it here on a Python strap. And I have here um, a very funky 1970s watch um, from Pierre Cardin. It was actually designed by JLC. And so it has a JLC sign movement in here. And I believe it was sold for the French market um, for quite some time for a few years in the early 70s. I'm here with Rich Lopez from Sotheby's and we're here at the Lux Edit event. So hi Rich, how are you doing? Pretty good, how's everything doing? Thank you for coming tonight. Yeah, of course, of course. Just wanted to ask you a couple of really quick questions. Um, I see you have a really fun watch on. So of course, to start it off um, with the honorary wrist check, what are you wearing? Wrist check, it's my Ming 1709 with the red burgundy dial that I got for my birthday. Ah, I, I cut nice. the seal because of the special event tonight. I wanted a rocket at, at, at the wrist check event here at Sotheby's. So, you know, kind of in the spirit of this Lux Edit and the Sotheby's watch sale coming up, what are some of your favorite lots? Well, we have a fabulous single owner sale that's jewelry and watches. There's a 1518 that was previously on market, but it's come back, resurfaced in, since we did very well with our 1518 pink on pink in December, we have another stellar watch. We also have a Rolex Daytona Pulsation style, the Doctor watch. Wow. That's amazing. A 5033P with a black dial. That's amazing. And for the first time at auction, a 5970G with a salmon dial. Amazing. Which is amazing. Is you know the salmon dials? They always come on a platinum case, not on a white gold. Yep. And then we have our fine watches sale that has an amazing assortment of watches. Amazing. Love it. Can't wait to see all the results from Please. it. Please. Um, and then final question, a little bit more of a fun one. Are you more dress watch or more sports watch? I am more fun watch. I love that. That's fun also watch. an acceptable answer. I love fun that. Fun watch. What's, the, what's your favorite fun watch that you have? At the moment, the Mings. I am there chasing Mings like everyone else. Everybody knows I have a Jean Elegante and an orange strap that's my yep. favorite, which is the wrist check pod colors, the orange. Yes, yes so it, it is. So it works well. Shout out to Sotheby's and the wrist check podcast. And John John. Yes, and John John. <laughs> John John. <laughs> Accutron Space View 2020. Love that. Thank you very much. Looks really good. It's a very, very dope piece. Super unique. Uh, electrostatic movement. So oh. not something that you come across every day. Yeah. Really, really cool piece. Shout out to Accutron for letting me enjoy it for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Love to hear that. Um, so for you, what has been your favorite up and coming brand? Like something that, whether that's a like micro brand or something that's like new, like what has been top of mind for you. You know, I don't know if, if if this falls under the up and coming brand bucket in a traditional sense, but I've really become a big fan of a lot of the kind of higher end independent brands that have gained a little more prominence over the last couple of years. I'm a big fan of uh, the Gronfeld brothers. 
And, you know, it's a brand that uh, over the last few years, I think collectors have really come to appreciate the quality, the craftsmanship, the uniqueness of their designs, being Dutch watchmakers and and just kind of imbuing, you know, some of that culture and and some of their flair and their timepieces. I I think that they're making some really cool, uh, dope stuff. So uh, tip of my hat to them for sure. Do you like vintage watches or modern watches? I love vintage watches, um, and I love modern contemporary watches. I probably lean a little bit more towards the modern end of the spectrum, uh, and honestly, that's just because I'm, I'm more confident with my knowledge base. You know, I think vintage pieces are amazing. The favorite watch in my collection, my uh, Oyster Quartz Day Date, is a vintage piece, um, but I've always been a little intimidated. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to get up to speed and, and kind of beef up my knowledge. Feels a, like a little bit of a, of a mind field for me so you know contemporary feels like the safer bet but I'm sure over time um, you know vintage will start to steal a little bit more of my time and attention big shout out to Sotheby's great team over here shout out to Richard Lopez shout out to the Rich Check Podcast boys uh, love what you guys are doing obviously huge fan and supporter of the work so keep it up with Bon Q today. Um, so what's on your wrist? Uh, today I got a Cartier Santos on on a rubber strap that's PVD'd out. Um, I got this, I think, maybe like three years ago. I think it was a novelty, like two or three years ago. I forget yeah. exactly when. Um, it was my real like first purchase of like a like a luxury watch brand yeah. uh, that I kind of like afford at the time. Um, and then I realized that they also did a like a hundredth year anniversary when they did the Santos hundredth year anniversary. Yeah. They had a PVD version and then they discontinued it and then re-brought it back yeah. that year. So I was like really hyped about it. So that's, this is what I have on today. Yeah, I'm a big Santos fan and that looks amazing on you. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Cause it comes, it's it's so easy to take off the bracelet and the class is so easy yeah. to use and you know it's very easy because I switch it off with like a leather strap and yeah. then you can use it to dress it up and yep. like rubber strap to me is my favorite strap on a watch because it's just like comfortable and I don't have to worry about like the bracelet getting yeah. messed up and all that yeah. kind of stuff and I don't like I, don't, I, I wear all my watches so like when it gets scratched up and I bang it somewhere I'm like oh man this sucks but Yes, we love wearing our watches here at Rich Check Podcast, so it's awesome to hear that. Um, So out of the watches that you've seen so far tonight, what would be your top three favorite ones? There's one in, there's two in the case, or three in the case, that I've seen uh, with my friend Tyler, and we've both been talking about, um, I don't know how to pronounce the brand, maybe it's Geeky Pod or iPod, Mm -hmm. Um, and we had seen it on... Um, a GQ cover when Kanye did a GQ cover and he had worn a rose gold yeah. or like a yellow gold version of yeah. it on a black strap yeah. with like you know the, the Dunhill like dope breast jacket and like a denim tear pants with the Birkenstocks and we had seen it it was like oh, wow that's a great watch and then yeah. Tyler did some research and found out it was um, it was also a company owned by um, or designed by Mark Newson yeah. which is also crazy because like that's another like just things that we were like constantly finding and learning about watches when we were like getting into it and you know that was very surprising to see because it's like you know a lot of the watches in there are like you know 10 20 100 300 thousand dollars that's like estimated like 1500 to 3000 so yeah. it's like it's a sleeper but for sure we, for sure love the look of it yeah um, that's awesome. 
other than that, nothing really, like, everything obviously stands out in this perspective of, like, the rarity yeah. and, like, it's... You got your favorite. You got your favorite. That one is a really good one just because we've yeah. always been looking at that one. And yeah. I feel like it flies way under the radar compared yeah. to, like, all the other ones that are in the case. Obviously, they're being yeah. highlighted for specific reasons. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably one. Shout out to Rich Check Pot and Sotheby's for having me and shout out, you know, just having a curate a space and experience that, you know, everybody can just come through and, you know, have a good time. I'm here with the lovely JJ. How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? I am doing well. Can I ask what's on your wrist? Yes, I am wearing a 31 millimeter Audemars Piguet uh, Royal Oak that I got about five years ago and it's definitely one that I wear frequently. It's beautiful. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I love that. So you recently just came back from Geneva. I did. How was that? I love Geneva watch days. It's very relaxed. It's just, you go and also you see a lot of the independence that you don't necessarily get an opportunity to see during the bigger fairs. So I love kind of seeing all the brands that, you know, don't always get so much attention and really seeing how wonderful they're doing. Yeah, so out of the independence that you saw, like what would you say is like on your radar? What were some of your favorites that you saw? I mean, I think I was so mesmerized by everything that David Thune's doing. I think they're just phenomenal across the board. They're masters of their craft. They've really made a name for themselves. And um, I mean, there's somebody who's obviously getting a lot of attention, but um, one of my favorite independents who I love and, you know, Andrea at Ferlin Mari is wonderful. He is so phenomenal at making a very approachable watch. His watches are very economical, stunning, and like phenomenal. And he really switches up his designs a lot. So I, I completely adore him. So I would definitely look at Ferlin Mari. By all means, guys, obviously Sotheby's is the best. And please follow Wrist Check Pod whenever you get a chance as they are the premier watch podcast and one of the only podcasts that I listen to. I'm here with Elias today. Hello. <laughs> What's on your wrist? Um, it's a Lacoultre from the 50s. Um, it's a Vacheron sign, caliber 480. Amazing. Yeah, so this is the only time, to my knowledge, that DLC and, and Vacheron collaborated. Oh, he's got the collab going on. I yeah, love it. Yeah, you know the vibes. Yes, I love it. I also love how you went with yellow gold everything. Yellow, oh, and it's 14 karat. Amazing. Yeah, you know yellow gold only. Yeah. Amazing. So what's the story behind that piece? How did you get it? Um, I always wanted to watch this style. And GLC has another one. I think it's called the Tiger or something like that. Usually Hermes, but it's GLC movement. And I think it's caliber 101, which is like their smallest movement. But this is not the, it's like the shape style, but it's not the same caliber. So I came across uh, on it like last week. I'm like, I need this. Because when I saw the, yeah. the sign, like, oh my God, beat bachelor sign, purchased it. I wasn't supposed to buy more watches, but this is a must-have. I love that. Yeah. So you always have your accessories and outfits coordinated yeah. so well. So I have to ask you, how do you go about thinking of coordinating your watches with like the rest of your outfit and aesthetic? Um, well, I usually just put pretty much the same jewelry together. I just change a watch depending on mood and weather because all my watches are so old that they're not waterproof. So check weather, that. check weather. And then, uh, but they're so small, they fit under my, you know, sleeve. And yeah. then, that's it, but 
you know, go with the flow. Shout out to Sotheby's and Rich Check Podcast. Today I'm wearing a 1972 JLC Memovox. Love this. Um, so it's it's all original, unpolished, um, functioning alarm. It's my baby. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I noticed you have a lot of vintage watches. Yep. Like, how did you start getting collected vintage? Did you start with modern pieces mm-hmm. and vintage vintage? How did you kind of build your collection around that? I think, like most people, I started off with Seikos and just kind of inhaling every Seiko you can. Um, and then, well, funny enough, it was an eBay find at Tissot, Vintage Tissot. Um, I found it, and ever, ever since that, I was hooked. So the Tissot was my first, not only my first vintage piece, my first Swiss piece as well. Um, and then the rest is history. You go down the rabbit hole. Um, you start worrying about condition. Like, it's easy to find something vintage. It's hard to find the right vintage piece. And, um, and yeah, shout out to Rich Check. Thank you guys for having us. And uh, good luck. Good luck in the future. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you as well. What are you wearing today? I'm wearing uh, the Ben Riss Field Watch. I love that. the compass. So what's the story behind it? How did you come across it? So uh, how I got into this watch was I went to the Swatch event, the Swatch uh, Omega event, and the guy there was wearing one of them. He says, you're trying to get a nice kind of field watch to be talking about the Hamilton Field Watch. He said the Ben Riss is a better brand. And also it was the Steve McQueen Field Watch in the movie The Bullet. Yeah, so I love that's why I got it. So, I love that. And there's like a little compass there too. Yes, yes. That's awesome. So yeah, so I'm big. I'm a big fan of military watches. So I like this. And everyone has the Hamilton Field Watch. Ben Rest is American made. Yeah. And I want to kind of differentiate myself from the collective watch people. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you get into collecting watches more generally? I got to cut the watches over COVID because I had nothing to do, so we were stuck at home. So a friend of mine, Ryan, uh, was reading this book on how to make watches and how to prepare watches. Yep. Let me the book. I started kind of dabbling. So slowly, I put one toe in, yeah. one toe out. So my first big watch was a Timex. Um, and then I got, uh, I believe a Swatch was next. And then my birthday splurged and got myself the bedrooms. I love that. So now I'm addicted. So that's why I'm here. I want to give a fast shout out to Sotheby's and Rich Checks Podcast. These guys are doing big things. For people of color in the watch communities, keep supporting these brothers. I'm here with Troy today. How are you? Hi, very well. Yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Of course. So, what are you wearing today? Uh, tonight I have the Mad One Red from our friend Max. You know, Max Booster and friends and whatnot. The Mad Gallery. Yeah, absolutely insane piece. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm seeing one in person. It's just, I mean, it's stunning. It's really it's, the one way I can describe it. It's it's the best fidget spinner in the entire world. Very fair. You just sit there fair. and stare at it for, for hours and <laughs> get absolutely no work done whatsoever. I, <laughs> I love that. I mean, I can see why it's, just, it's very pretty to look at. So, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, wanted to get your thoughts on the watch that you've seen, like anything that you've seen here that's caught your eye for the sale? Sure. I mean, there's always killer pieces. Anytime you come by Sotheby's, there's, there's amazing stuff that you get to see that yeah. you don't really see elsewhere. But I'd say there's some there's some longer pieces that are really, really beautiful, some smaller yellow gold. I think there's a, a, a longer maybe that was here that was really killer. So, that's what's 
been catching my eye the most. You know, anytime you see something small, long, a yellow gold, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And one more quick question for you. Are you more of a vintage watch person sure. or a modern watch person? Uh, I mean, I'm... I would say probably slightly more of a vintage watch guy. I, I've sold vintage watches for a little while, so that's kind of where my uh, where my heart is, definitely. So I, I nerd out on that. Naturally, vintage watches, it can be, you know, the, the, the married entry can be a little bit high. So um, I would say probably half vintage watches and half sort of modern micro brands. You know, yeah. I love what the, what the new smaller independents are doing. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like Brew, like that really making some cool stuff for not a lot of money for check podcast we're here at Sotheby's tonight it's a gorgeous night fantastic people and awesome watches yeah.